Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Florida, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, January 13, 2019. I'm reading from the book of Acts. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. The two went down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, the Spirit had not come upon any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. You know, I was very pleased this week when somebody called me and said, you didn't do what I thought you were going to do with the first series on hate. I didn't say this, but I want to say good. Because I want to lay something out that I may not have laid out last week as clear as I wanted to. And that is, this series about hate is not going to be where we pitch a temper tantrum. It's not going to be one of those where we talk about them people. It's not going to be a sermon that tells you that you all are going to hell. This is a series talking about being proactive by combating hate through living the life that Jesus has called us to live. This is a time where we come to the realization, and this is why number 529 is one of my favorite hymns, How Firm a Foundation, the very last part. That soul, though all hell, should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no, never, no, never forsake. And I think where we have the propensity to get in trouble is when we stop or when we underestimate how evil works in our lives, how evil works in our families, how evil works in our churches, how evil works in our communities. And we have a chance to just stop and say, no, we are not called to be people of hate. We are not called to be people of anger. We are not called to be people who hold grudges. And if you are, then something's wrong. If we are people who hold on to anger and bitterness and rage, if we are people who hold grudges, if we are people that seek to destroy another, then we got a problem. There's a reason why the scriptures talk so much about the need to take our issues to each other. And in today's passage, just a few short verses from the book of Acts. We see something going on here that is also about combating hatred. And we also need to remember that we will say to ourselves, oh, I don't hate that person or I don't hate that thing. But if it walks like a duck and it acts like a duck and it quacks like a duck, I got news for you. It's a duck. 
I want you to think about the most unlikely of people to accept the Christian faith. I want you to think about the people you would go, ain't no way that'll ever happen. Because that's basically what went on just before the events recorded in this passage. And I think one of the ways that we need to learn to deal with hatred is to, in the words of Barney Fife, just nip it in the bud. And we nip it in the bud not by focusing on the hate, not by focusing on the wrong, but focusing on the right. And when the apostles, the church leaders at Jerusalem, had heard that them people, yes, I'm doing a little substitution here. When the church leaders at the mother church had heard that them people, y'all, y'all familiar with that term, them people? Y'all know that term, them people? For everybody it's different, but you know who them people are had heard that them people had accepted the work of God, the word of God. They sent two of them down there to check out what was going on. You notice, they didn't just sit on the news. They didn't just say, oh, well, that's nice. They went to them out of love and out of concern. And if you go and you look, and I saw this on the internet, so I know it's true. But the, uh, actually this one is true. It's from Merriam-Webster. So, you know, unless somebody hacked them, I think. The opposite of hate, the antonym of hate is love. And we cannot expect love to flourish if we sit on our hands. We cannot expect love to flourish if we sit on our hands. That's what we see Peter and John here. I mean, there's a whole series of sermons that can be preached on baptism by water and the Holy Spirit through this passage, but we're going to limit our focus today first to that. We cannot expect love to flourish if we sit on our hands. Church leaders sent Peter and John down there. Now, when I was planning this series... I talked to a lot of you. You may not have been aware I was planning this series when I was talking to you, but I was. And there is a sense of despair in many areas of our lives. Friends, families, schools, workplaces, churches, communities, states, countries, worlds. But what are we doing to counter that? How are we living our lives in such a way as to counter hate with God's love? Just as the church leaders in Jerusalem went when they heard what was going on, so we are called to go. We are not called to be people who sit on our hands. It's the reason why you will always hear me talk about worship as the corporate worship as the starting point of the ministry of the church. If we sit on our hands, we have no reason and no right 
to complain about hatred. I'm in the middle of filling out our year-end reports for our, our annual conference and looking at the fact that we had well over 20 ministries going on within and beyond the life of our church involving serving, helping out over 1,300 people shows that it's in our DNA to not be people who sit on our hands. But there's so much more we could do. The question is, do we? Or do we sit on our hands? Do we sit on the Holy Spirit? Just confident that we have it in our hearts, but we're not spreading it to others. My friends, there is a lot to be said in that. We cannot sit on our hands and expect the world to change. But you notice what else Peter and John did. They went, they went down to them people and they prayed for them. And they prayed for them. Another step in our campaign, if you will, of eradicating hatred is we must remember prayer must be the foundation of our hope for others. Prayer must be the foundation of our hope for others. I think I've shared this illustration with you before and I will beg your indulgence as I share it again. Retired United Methodist Bishop Will Willimon wrote uh, or told a story one time about a lady who walked out of church complaining about his sermon, and he asked her point blank, how much did you pray for me as I was writing it? How many people that we struggle with do we pray for? How many people with whom we may have an internal or external conflict do we lift up in prayer? How much do we take time to go down there and pray? If we're not praying, then what are we doing here? If we're not praying for those who have, with whom we have a disagreement, What's the point? Can we say we are people of authentic Christian faith if we are not praying for those with whom we have conflict? I, I haven't watched cable TV news in several years. My blood pressure has gotten a lot better, by the way. Uh, I have not watched cable TV in quite a while. But I'm not sure. I think I could take a pretty good bet and tell you that no matter which one of the major disinformation channels you watch, the hosts don't sign off with, let us pray for God's will to be done. We couch our discussions and our conflicts and our society through warlike mechanisms. And the truly tragic thing is we in the church participate in that, and it knows no ideological, theological, or political bounds. But prayer is at the heart of transformation. That's what's going on here. Peter and John went down there and prayed for them. 
that they might receive the Holy Spirit. How often when we do pray in the midst of conflict, we pray for somebody to be, for somebody to see things the way that we see them. Peter and John went down there and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Are we people of prayer in the midst of conflict? And if we are not, then who do we think we are to talk about how nasty and corrosive the world is? And yes, I'm preaching to all of us. This is an all-inclusive message, as they all are. Are we people who combat corrosiveness through prayer? Or are we people who fan the flame of division and hatred because our Christian faith stays within these walls? The last thing that we see in this passage is you notice they went down there that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Lest we get too big an ego, lest we start thinking too highly of ourselves, we must remember that God works through our efforts, not because of our efforts. God works through our efforts, not because of our efforts. Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. The reason that third point is so important, so important, is that we must not think more highly of ourselves than we should. We must, in the midst of combating hatred, in the midst of combating evil, we must never think it is about us. We must pray earnestly for God to work through our efforts, just as he did through Peter and John. I have news for you, my friends. All hell is endeavoring to shake your souls. Let us be people for whom this isn't a beloved hymn, but a way of life. Let us never, never, never know forsake. Never know forsake. I'll never, no never, no never forsake. Let us be people who do not sit on the assurance of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Let us not be people who sit disconfident that, well, I love God and God loves me and we're one big happy family. Let us be people who take seriously our need for divine grace. Let us be people who are self-aware enough to know that before we start ripping each other, we look at ourselves. Let us be people who are in prayer. Let us be people who know that love will flourish when we get off our hands. Let us be people of prayer, and let us be self-aware enough that God to know that God works through our efforts, not because of our efforts. And if nothing else, let us remember the Holy Spirit is to be shared. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast from First United Methodist Church of the River of Louisiana. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderitter.org or on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash fumcdr. Thank you and God bless.